Welcome to I'm Telling, where we have real stories from real students. Our podcast features students from South Mountain Community College Storytelling Institute, located in Phoenix, Arizona. These stories are recorded live in a classroom setting with just one take. When I was a kid in the 80s, I spent every day outside in the sun by the pool. I was that kid who you could not pull me in for dinner. My favorite dinner, I wasn't coming in because I was pretty sure I could become a mermaid if I just tried hard enough. Those legs would be tight together and I would be in the pool just like flapping around and splashing and practicing all my things. I was pretty sure that was gonna be the best part of my life if I could actually finally become a mermaid. The one thing that could bring me inside from that heat of the pool was that when we would go inside, and there was a summer when the little mermaid came out. The little mermaid. Here it was, right, this transformational story, and I was right there with her when she was watching Prince Eric, and she fell in love with him, and when she saw that water creeping up on the boat, and she jumped in, and she had to save him. And I knew that if I could make as many quirky friends who would jump in and save the day and lose my voice and move along and have these great epic love uh, affection stories happen that I'd probably find true love too. And I would watch it and then I would start again and up would kick up the water and I was ready to go. And this was pretty much most of my childhood. I was obsessed with being a mermaid. And I took this idea of love that just find some people to sing the song, Kiss the Girl, and this is, this is how, how life happens into my life. And then pretty soon I found that I was in my 30s. And turned out that maybe that wasn't quite so easy to become a mermaid. And actually my nieces have it a little bit easier. Because do you know that today kids can buy a little mermaid skirt mm-hmm. and they can be worn in the pool and you can go to the princess at Scottsdale Fairmont and your parents can pay $80 to make sure you know what it's like to be a mermaid? I'm not jealous of them at all. No, no, no. But in that same time in my 30s, I started enrolling in storytelling classes, and I started researching about stories. And I came across a story that told me one that hit me like that thunder. It was a story I knew. There were, back in the Roman mythology, there were mermaids, and they would sing songs because they were so sad, and they were trying to get the men down into the sea with them. And there was one particular mermaid. She fell in love with the sea captain, and she followed him all over the world. But she was not allowed to interfere. Neptune, who was the god of the sea, you might also know of uh, other mythology uses the word Poseidon, but Neptune said, absolutely not. You may not interfere with the world of men. And this was all fine and dandy until that water started to kick up again. And all of a sudden, her love of her life was in danger, and she jumped up and she saved him. But it wasn't the same as the Little Mermaid. There were no crabs, and there were no seagulls to save her. In fact, Neptune said, sorry, that's it. You go down to the bottom of the sea, and her tears that she cried for that prince the rest of her life crystallized and became sea glass. And mythologists will tell you that this is how we know true love exists. Somebody dies and you're punished and you have tears that turn into sea glass and that's true love. I'm still in my 30s and I'm not sure that I actually like either of those narratives that I've heard. This, I need to have somebody sing kiss the girl to me in a canoe or this idea that true love means 
crying so much that this beautiful sea glass shows up in the world. And I think about my nieces and what I want them to think about true love. And I'm pretty sure that for me it's that, you know when you're walking on the beach and you're picking up your skirt or your shoes or you've taken off your, your um, extra clothing and you pick up that sea glass and the one that's the most beautiful It's that glass that after the biggest storm has come has been washed up to sea. And it's the glass that over and over has been dragged out to sea and back again. And it's so beautiful and it's so polished. And that's true love. If you can find that consistency in those people, that's what I'm teaching my nieces about true love and the power of the sea. Thank you. If you are interested in learning how to become a storyteller, please visit our website at southmountaincc.edu forward slash storytelling.